Good morning. Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, here for this week's Embedded Insiders podcast with Brandon Lewis, the Technology Editor for Embedded Computing Design. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Rich. Uh, who are we brought to all of the listeners by? We are brought to the listeners by the Trusted Computing Group, otherwise known as TCG, who provides proven standards for built-in security, learn how to secure the insecure Internet of Things and Embedded Systems at www.trustedcomputinggroup.org. You know, and I'd like to stick with that security um, theme for this week's podcast. Um, I'm working on a teardown, which hopefully I'll have done uh, in the next couple weeks, of an iHome um, alarm clock. It's, uh, it's an Alexa-based device. It's actually very cool. Um, you talk to it, you say, wake me up at 6 o'clock in the morning or put the radio on to volume number 3 or set to radio station XYZ, and it, it does all that, and you, and you never have to, to touch anything. It's, um, you know, I think it's great. And in addition to that, it's really good in that um, you can be on the other side of the room and yell across at it. My wife uses it. We didn't have to do any training. And, um, you, don't, you know, there's been instances where she's been asleep and I've had to set the alarm and you can actually whisper to it. So I'm very impressed with how well it works. Uh, are you familiar with this device or have you used any Alexa-based devices? Uh, I have an Alexa, and actually it kind of ties into what we were talking a little bit about last week, and um, it's it's very cool. It's very convenient. Um, the price of convenience, though, seems to continuously be um, how much information we're willing to uh, relinquish to some of these software organizations. Um, one of the things that we touched on and that I've experienced is that, especially with Alexa, um, it's recording uh, everything that I've ever said to it and everything that it believes that I've uh, said um, when I'm addressing it. Um, so that brings up a lot of questions as far as, you know, how much information do does a company like Amazon actually have about me? Um, it's, it's probably more than I actually intended to hand over to it. Um, and, and as far as that goes, how much does it have about everybody else in my house who's you know, perhaps maybe, maybe not even living there who's just happened to stop by? Do you know any of the answers to those questions? Because that's pretty important. I do not. Um, I think maybe we should bring on a guest who may know a little bit more. Okay. I think that this is, uh, this is a great time to bring in Todd Moser, who is the president and CEO of Sensory. Are you with us, Todd? I am with you. Hi. Uh, have you been listening to the conversation? I have. <laughs> it's so, been an interesting conversation. Absolutely. So sh should we be concerned? Well, I think, I think Brandon nailed it, um, at least with uh, – uh, I use a lot of Alexa-based devices myself. I think I have six or seven, and I've also got the Google Home, um, plus a, a bunch of other things from other countries that I'm trying out. Um, I think the general approach is that they do the wake word on the device so that what's really always on, always listening, is uh, only on the device and isn't going up to the cloud. But as Brandon pointed out, when, once you say that wake word or once the device thinks you said the wake word, it then does start sending off information for analysis. Um, one of the neat things that they do um, in the Alexa network is that they do enable it so that you can see 
what um, what audio data has been stored um, uh, that you've spoken. So you can see things that were triggered either by the Alexa trigger or by other words that, that Alexa thought was the Alexa trigger. But A, how many people know that? B, how many people know where to find it? And C, how many people would even do that? I was impressed that Brandon knew that. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know this. Okay, let's give Brandon a little credit, first of all. He's a pretty smart dude. <laughs> but, oh, thank you. <laughs> but I just stumble <laughs> upon things in the, you know, out in the wild. Um, but, you know, one of, the, one of the really interesting things that I've learned over the past six months or so, Todd, is that uh, some of the technologies that enable um, Alexa are starting to uh, be able to deal with the cocktail party effect, which uh, for everybody out there who isn't familiar with that, that's basically when you have a bunch of speakers within a room um, and the device can't uh, discern who is the main speaker and who's talking. Now, the problem with that is they've come out with technologies like blind source or blind signal separation so that the uh, voice input can actually be deconstructed and then reconstructed for a particular speaker. Now, what that really, what that would enable is, you know, say the three of us are all in a room talking, um, perhaps the Alexa could uh, determine that Rich is speaking and then this, this uh, set of signals is Todd and then this other set of signals is Brandon. Um, so it's really able to create a comprehensive biometric profile at that point. Um, that's really, again, convenient, but also a little bit uh, concerning, I, I guess you'd say. What do you think about that, Todd? I think you're right. There's, um, there's an approach that we're deploying at Sensory. We call it seamless enrollment, and it's the idea that everybody can uh, take turns speaking to the device, and as you speak, um, it does what I think the industry calls speaker diarization, where it puts um, your bucket of sounds into a, a separate location than everybody else's, and once there's enough data in there, it then enrolls on your voice so it actually knows who you are. Um, I think there's some advantages. You know, a lot of these things, um, there's, there's clear advantages in doing, and then there's the downside where um, we might lose some of our data and some of our uh, privacy. So, um, you know, that's always the trade-off. From a technical perspective, Todd, what enables this? I mean, what type of uh, – I'm assuming you'd need some pretty uh, powerful DSPs on the platform in, a, in order to be able to identify between, you know, two, three, four-plus speakers. Yeah, we can, uh, we can do it with a DSP or we can do it with an embedded operating system. It, um, it doesn't take anything that powerful, actually. We're, um, we do a lot of things using deep learning, but actually when we do our voice biometrics, we've found that um, we can do much better accuracy without going to deep learning. And deep learning typically yields the best results, but it also requires the most MIPS and the most memory. So we've found a very efficient approach to doing it without using the deep learning. And we're nowhere near at this point um, actually doing that on the platform, right? You have to have, uh, have a lot of this done through the cloud. No, we're doing it on the platform itself. We're able to do a wake word that also identifies the person all on the device. Now, if you want to – and there's, there's different um, – levels of quality and accuracy. If we want to do an ultra-low power wake-up, which we can do for battery-operated devices and Bluetooth headsets, then the kind of uh, speaker verification or speaker ID is pretty minimal. 
Um, but as long as we have access to the application processor that's on the device, we can do a really state-of-the-art implementation without going to the cloud. Wow, that's uh, really impressive. Not what I would have thought. And I guess if you're doing it all locally, I, this is up to you know service agreements and all the really fine print. If you're doing it locally, you could then, I assume, keep everything on device and not transmit it back to some you know Amazon server somewhere where they're combing through you know what Todd wants for Christmas, what Rich wants for Hanukkah, what Brandon wants you know for his birthday next year. Well, uh, what we're doing on the device is the wake word and the identification of the person. After those uh, things get stored and spoken, it then does need to go to the cloud to process the, the continuous speech that's being spoken. Um, it's a lot harder to do natural language speech recognition on device. We can do it, but we do it with an approach that we call domain-specific. So um, like with Alexa, you can talk about a whole lot of different things, and each of those things is known as a domain. So when Alexa first came out, it was really good with the music domain, and then they added on cooking, and they added on sports. And now it's at the point where you can say pretty much anything to Alexa, and it's quite good at responding. Um, but on device, we're doing domain-specific. Okay. So let's pull this back to where we started, though, with security. Um, is, is there something in the works from an association standpoint, from um, some sort of governance standpoint, to make sure that the, that the data is being secure, or is that on the OEMs? Yes, yeah, so I mean, you're right. There's, there's two types of securities. There's the security of the data that you're speaking, and then there's the security of the access. So when we talk about... Um, the biometrics and that sort of thing, that really leads more to access security. Um, on the data security side, there is an association called FIDO um, that uh, it's, it's backed by a lot of companies like Google and PayPal and a lot of uh, large industry players. And uh, the FIDO Alliance defines the biometric as being on the device to enhance the security of the system. And then there's a lot of... Um, uh, data transfer with tokens and whatnot that combines with the cloud-based server to, uh, to, to get the ultimate in security. Very interesting stuff, and I'm sure that there's much more to come as these devices proliferate as we move into um, other appliances that become enabled, like my uh, alarm clock that we started this conversation with. Um, I'd like to thank you, Todd, for coming in and bringing a fantastic perspective on this. That was Todd Moser. He's the president and CEO of Sensory. And the deep voice you heard was Brandon Lewis. He is the technology editor for Embedded Computing Design. And I'm Rich Nass. And we hope you all have a great holiday. Thanks much, guys. Thanks. Thank you.